Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back, and thank you for listening. In today's episode, I'm going to dive into a concept that I think can transform how others perceive us and shape our path to, to success. It's what I call the say-to-do ratio. So let me begin by understanding or sharing, you know, what does the say-to-do ratio mean? It's actually a topic that came up during one of my recent interviews with Nate Bailey, episode 106. So definitely go back and check that out, where he was talking about building an equity bank. It's a very similar topic and idea. And the say-to-do ratio is just a simple but powerful concept that reflects the alignment between what we say we'll do and what we actually do. And the ratio determines our credibility, our reliability, uh, and ultimately our reputation. All right, so let's begin by understanding what the say to do ratio really means. It's just, it's just a metric on how people measure you, how they size you up and put a brief definition on how to describe you both personally and professionally. It's the foundation of how we build integrity and trust into strong relationships that last a lifetime, that last a career. So think about the many times, or think about the times when someone maybe has asked you about another person. This could be somebody you worked with, maybe a past peer, somebody in your network, maybe a business partner. It could be a prospective employer, customer, or a different person in your network asking you the question. And think about some of the first things that come to mind for you about that person. Well, you, you know, I'm not a, a mind expert. I'm just kind of sharing my own experience. But your mind creates short clips of memory about people. And just a few quick things typically will bubble up to the top that create kind of your initial response about that person. So, you know, there's a couple areas of, I guess, behavior that really impact how people build a perception about you over the long term. It's number one, do they get stuff done? Number two, do they not get stuff done? And maybe number three, how do they make you feel? How do they treat you? And I'm going to focus on more on the getting stuff done in today's discussion. But specifically, you know, does that person deliver on what they said they would do or do they not? You know, while you may not actively be thinking about it, that past history of executing on tasks, uh, executing on commitments really shapes how people perceive you. So, you know, what, what's that ripple effect of kind of that say-to-do activity? So our actions or the lack thereof leave this lasting impression on others. You know, our say-to-do ratio, it, it influences how colleagues, managers, your customers, your personal professional network, your business partners, how they perceive us. It shapes their opinions and potentially opens doors to new opportunities uh, down the road. The reality is it's human nature for people to judge. That's just, you, you can't get away from it. But will they be judging from our past behavior 
in our ability to consistently fill commitments, or they'd be judging off some something else. You know, think about think about your personal brand. This is how personal brands are made and how reputations are built over time, over a long-term period of time. You know, as a sales professional, uh, it's easy to think that people will remember you for your deals. They'll remember you for your performance. Um, and we spend so much of our time thinking about that, but guess what? They won't. They'll remember you for what you said you would do and subsequently did. Okay, so where do you start? Now, if you agree that you're having a say to do high say to do ratio is important, where do you start? Uh, maybe you're not even really thinking about it. You're definitely not measuring it. So, what you know, where do you start? Um, even the smallest promises that you deliver on can have significant impact on your overall say to do ratio. You know, when you follow through on the smallest and e easiest items, it builds the habit and skill set to then follow through on the larger and harder commitments. You know, the other thing is I, I, I do believe it, it does buy you a bigger balance and goodwill in case you ever do have a future misstep. Remember, again, we're human. We're not perfect. So it may not, as you're doing kind of following through on little small commitments, that's just the smallest thing that you think is not important, but you still go and do it. It may not feel like much, but incrementally, man, this stuff really adds up over a career. For example, um, outside of kind of the technology world, I've worked with a business partner in, re in, the, in my real estate investing business for 20 years. And it's hard to form a working relationship with anybody over 20 years. But one of the reasons that our partnership has been so successful, and it's not because of me, but the reason it's been so successful is that my partner, he follows through on everything. I mean, there are times where we've had a conversation and we've talked about something that needs to get done, uh, maybe a challenge or just some idea. And some I don't know, the topic, maybe something came up, an idea that was pretty small, pretty insignificant. And I may not have even, even picked up that he was going to take some action as part of our discussion. But those, when he does follow up, those are the ones I really noticed because I wasn't expecting it. He did it. He took action. He said he was going to do something. Maybe I wasn't totally attentive to that very, very small thing, but he did it. He then followed up and let me know that he did it. And I remember that. And this is ultimately, I think this is why my business partner has such a large, a really incredibly large network of friends uh, that, that go all the way back from elementary school, high school, college, and beyond. And he's now in his 80s. And he is such, he's considered such a, a reliable person. And it's because he's been doing this his entire career, his entire personal life. And, you know, when I look at it, by the way, he's, he's totally benefit, benefited professionally. So, so start with the small things, build up the habit. Uh, they'll set you up for bigger, bigger commitments over the, over time. But let's be realistic about setting expectations. You know, this is, it's crucial that you maintain a healthy say to do ratio. And if you're over committing on things that you just flat can't deliver on, you're going to definitely ensure failure. So. You know, why would you do that, right? You're just going to set yourself up to be frustrated. You're going to damage relationships. You're going to lose trust. So, you know, just be thoughtful and be mindful of, uh, you know, can you actually deliver on something that you say you're going to do? Now, let's just say you, you did overcommit and you screwed up. You made a mistake. You weren't able to deliver on, on what you'd committed to. Um, all right. Well, 
you know, we're all human. And at times we may fall short of our commitments, but how do you recover, right? How do you recover from that withdrawal from the equity bank? Maybe those deliverables that did not get delivered. Well, I think most importantly, I mean, you have to acknowledge the mistake, see if you can make amends. And by the way, see if there's still the ability or the opportunity to go back and follow up on something that you didn't follow up on. Some action sometimes is better than no action, even if it's late. Uh, it is important that we learn from these mistakes, though. It, and we have to know why we weren't able to deliver. So just take a few minutes, reflect on it. You know, was it because you overcommitted? Or maybe you just had poor time management. You know, maybe it was a resource issue. You thought you could get it done, but you didn't realize you had resources that weren't available to help you deliver what it is that you needed to get done. But, you know, if you take the time to figure it out, it just allows you to, to make more a more accurate commitment next time. So just as I wrap up, um, you know, it's, I've got a homework assignment for you. If, if this is something that you want to work on, this is really, really simple, but just try keeping score for a couple days. So I don't know, get a sheet of paper, you know, your notebook, whatever works for you. And each time you follow up or deliver something, and it was something that you had committed to do, just give yourself a check mark or a tick mark. And then at the end of the day, add it up. Now, notice I'm not suggesting that you track what you didn't do because there's no point in that, right? If, if you're focused on tracking what you delivered, you'll find that you'll do, you'll naturally do more of that. So remember, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, kind of a, I don't know, wider, broader topic. You know, I'm not giving you a lot of very specific direction, but I think what's important to remember is that each day is just a step in a journey. And if you're not perfect today, no problem, right? Just get better the next day. But I think the point that I really want to bring home is that these small incremental improvements, the small deliverables, they may not seem like much, but after for me, after 28 years, I've learned they add up. You may not even notice the improvement or change over time, but trust me, it's happening. It's like that story of the frog in the boiling water, something like if you put the frog into hot water, they'll just pop right out. Or if you put the frog into kind of lukewarm water and then slowly warm it up to a boil, uh, they don't notice the change and you're able to boil them. Now, I don't know. I don't boil frogs. I don't know if that's actually true true, or if it, or if it actually works, but you kind of get the visual kind of image there. It's, you know, if it's happening incrementally over time, you may not notice it, but it's still happening. So again, thank you for listening today. If, uh, you know, maybe you've got some experience on this topic or some thoughts to share, uh, or maybe you know somebody else who just executes incredibly well in this area of the say-to-do ratio. If you do, love to have you come on as a guest. Love to have your friend come on as a guest. Just reach out, drop me a DM, or you can send me an email at chris at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating, and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.